in Psalm 51, David's Psalm of Repentance, we're understanding some big concepts. The mercy of God, the loving kindness of God, his, his tender mercies. We were understanding the idea of what it means to be blotting out transgressions, to have our record expunged, to be washed thoroughly and cleansed from our sin, not only in the eyes of God, but in, in, our, in our own being, uh, acknowledge, acknowledging our transgressions because our sin is ever before us. Verse 3, we talked yesterday about an interesting concept about how our sin and the sins of others kind of form a grid in our lives that if, if we're not careful, they can become an identity. Uh, I'm, I'm a victim. I'm a failure. That kind of thinking. Uh, God could never use me. My past, my past, my past. But what David is saying is, God, I don't want this to be ever before me. I don't want to be defined by this. Uh, I want to acknowledge it, and I'm asking you to to cleanse me of it. Get it out of my head and heart. I don't want to live out of this. And so important, my friend, and, and let me just deposit this into your heart and life. Do you live out of, I mean, the well of your life, are you living out of your past regrets, sins, bad decisions? and or maybe the the hurts and offenses and sins of others are you are you just a failure to you well, i know god loves me but but i'm just a failure really now stop and think about that how destructive that is are you living out of the victimization of your past Some, someone did something to you that deeply hurt you in a in a long lasting way now i'm not diminishing the impact of that I'm saying that you can you can turn it into good. God can turn it into good. He can cleanse you of, of the grid that defines you. And he can, he can, okay, let me say it this way. We live subject to those things instead of subjecting those things to God and his will, okay? So those things don't define me. They're simply pages in the book of my story. They're simply events of the past that create my story. In that way, they can't be erased. They're part of the story. And they inform my experiential knowledge and understanding of life. But they do not define me. And they should not be authoritative, not only in my definition, my identity, they shouldn't be authoritative in my direction. They should not be authoritative in shaping who I become or how I respond to life. Um, but, but making them something less than authoritative in my life is really dependent on the work and the grace and mercy, uh, the cleansing grace of God, the cleansing mercy of God in blotting out my sin, my bad decisions, and blotting out the, the impact and the sins of others. True forgiveness washes over me um, in a way that liberates me. It liberates me not from the experience, not from the memory. It doesn't liberate me from the um, from the reality of, of that journey, okay? It liberates me from the pain. It liberates me from the defining influence. It liberates me from the authoritative uh, reality of I've got to be subjected to this. It liberates me from the reliving of it over and over and over again. This is the sense of what it means to be cleansed, washed from that sin that is ever before me. So David in verse five, 4 acknowledges, lays himself completely into the hands and the mercy of God. No defense, 
he basically, as we said yesterday, he basically says, I own my sin and you are judge, attorney, jury. You, you are all of it and I accept your verdict and your rendering. So verse five, uh, David is now going to plead his reality. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. He's acknowledging a true reality that we're all born into sin. He's not merely playing the victim because up to verse four, he's really owned his sin, my sin against you. Total ownership here. So there's no, he's not trying to squirm out from under God's thumb or get out of conviction. The conviction is sealed. But now he's, uh, so if, if he's not blame shifting, what is he doing? He is um, reckoning with the reality that he is shaped, he's bent. He's a prolific sinner because it's in him, it's in his DNA. In sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. So he says, my inner part is, is laced with sinful DNA that's been inherited. I'm shaped in iniquity, and I've got the DNA of sin in me. But you, God, you desire, effectively, verse 6 is pointing to the fact that he desires to change the DNA. You desire truth in the inward parts. You desire purity in the inward parts. This is, yes, an inward honesty, which is evident in David's confession. But it's also, um, it's, it's as if to say, the sin that shapes me, that shaped me. Um, okay, this is the... This is the description of the same concept when God said, I will give you a new heart in Ezekiel or Jeremiah. I'm, I'm going to take out the stony heart and I'm going to put in a soft heart. Uh, it's a heart transplant. David is essentially saying, I've got a sinful DNA. I've got a sinful heart. And God, you desire to put a truthful inward part. You desire to put a pure inward part. And in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Now look at the beauty of this. He's talking about this surgical redemptive process of God called salvation, new birth, new creature that's played out in the New Testament through Jesus. He had a sense of it here and he, and he understands it. I'm sinful to my core at my DNA, um, but you want to make me pure at my core. And in that core hidden part, you're going to make me to know wisdom. There it is. Salvation, redemption. You're going to, you're going to put your spirit yourself, you're going to come in within me and you're going to make me able to be pure from my sin, redeemed and have access to wisdom. That is in essence, that is salvation. So we're going to pause it here. We have a merciful God full of loving kindness who can wash us, cleanse us. If we will acknowledge, own our sin, acknowledge that God is judge, jury, advocate, he's all of it in one person and render ourselves completely to his care and his verdict in that he can take that sin that's ever before us, ours and others, and cleanse us. He can remove the grid that's shaping our identity and and he can take that core that's so laced with sin at, at the DNA level and he can put a new nature, a new heart a new DNA in us by his spirit, and he can make us to know wisdom. So David is acknowledging and entering into and experientially 
seeking to re-engage what he knows is true about him and what he knows is true about God. What a beautiful song. 